This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Opie at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. New year, new balls. turn this on early uh, because this sunrise is ridiculous no filters needed what's up Darren Albertson and Lisa how are you Lisa beautiful start well that's what we try to do the world is pretty fucked up looks like a real life Bob Ross painting (laughs) Uh, good old Bob Ross this world needs Bob Ross Brian Bernard, look at that fucking sky, he says. Morning, all. Uh, yes, uh, but you know what the sailors say. Red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. Now I'm scared, Lisa Hall says. I think we're all a little scared. What happens next in, in, in America? Trump's too quiet. A lot of people are um, breathing a sigh of relief in a way that, that Trump's presidency is coming to an end. I said a lot of people... I understand I got a few uh, few people that support Trump in here, but I said all weekend long, you know, to the people that think it's too good to be true, there's always that other shoe that drops, and I'm wondering what that shoe's going to be, because he's too damn quiet. I said Trump right now is like, uh, it's like watching the Friday the 13th movies. You just want to yell out, where is he? Where is he? And then someone suggested maybe uh, the shark in Jaws. That's Trump right now. Where is he going to pop up and what's going to happen next? Here's a nice helicopter going by. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Can't be loud if you don't have a microphone. He has a microphone still. They have cameras uh, set up. And all he has to say is turn those damn things on. And he could be in front of uh, many, many people immediately. Yeah, he's got three barrels in him. He can't go down, Vinny says. Castiglione. <laughs> Maybe that's Trump leaving America, Michael Long says. Don't make jokes. People don't like jokes. But that's kind of funny, right? Sad it's come to all this. I think so. Uh, moving forward... I think it'd be really stupid um, for the Biden administration to ignore 
all the Trump supporters. Now, of course, I'm talking about the Trump supporters that, you know, aren't committing murder and treason and rioting. Um, in the end, that, that's a smaller percentage of all the Trump supporters. And moving forward, I, I certainly hope the Biden administration doesn't ignore ignore the, the, the Trump people. Good morning, communist America. Oh, Frank Dyer, we're, we're far from that, my friend. We got some problems. We got some issues that we got to work out. But we're not, we're not a communist uh, nation. My God, dude. No, no, no. The Steelers lost fake news. <laughs> Do you want uh, the game played over? <laughs> Frank Dyer and Miss Anthony, you two had something special. Oh, boy. Uh... You know what? In a weird way, I I, I do miss uh, I do miss the Anthony that um, I knew too many years ago. At this point, by the end, I didn't really uh, like that version of Anthony. I I needed a break from you know the coverage of the Capitol thing, and it was just downright depressing. You, you can't believe that uh, we're seeing something like that in our lifetimes. And uh, I'm, I'm so sick of people saying we're better than this. No, we're not. We're not better than this. I, I think I think our goal as a country should be to be better. But we're not better than this. Stop that. We got to acknowledge we're not better than this. But we should strive to be better. Uh, yesterday, someone tried to hit me up with the whole Donald Trump Jr., uh, saying uh, I'm a hypocrite or something because you know I, I I have made it pretty known that uh, I'm not a I'm not a Trump guy, and then this guy's trying to call me a hypocrite because I had him on the show a lot, and I'm like, dude, and you guys know if you listen to my podcast, I've explained that Donald Trump Jr. used to come on the show a lot, and then people are like you never called him out on 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 uh, the Trump organization, this and that. The fact is, I, I wasn't real knowledgeable about the Trump organization. Um, his father would come on the radio show, meaning the President of the United States, which I, to this day, it just amazes me that I could say that. Kyle Anderson, what's up? Thanks for the stars. And he was really entertaining, really entertaining. But I also felt like he, you know, was really, really full of himself. I, I said that pretty much from day one. Uh, he attacked us famously back in the day. I got the newspaper article where he calls us pigs or something like that, uh, or slobs. Or I'll, I'll get the article. I I I, uh, I post it every once in a while. But there's an article that a little 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 tiny article that uh, appeared in the New York papers where Trump trashed the shit out of me and Anthony because he couldn't take that. Ah, whatever. It's a long story, and I got to get my facts together to tell the story again. For the podcast and for the live stream, I got to get it all together. But um, anyway, he took some uh, shots at us. And me and Anthony at the time, I remember laughing, going, what the fuck? You know, what we said about him wasn't that big of a deal. And he went all in. And then the papers picked it up because we were pretty popular back then. So any, anything Opie and Anthony, they were going to write about it. But with Donald Trump Jr., this guy just attacked me last night. And I, I'm like, yo, I've explained this. And if you're willing to listen, I'll explain it again. David Strauss. Thank you for the stars. He used to come on this show. He was entertaining as all hell. He was a voice for uh, the right. 
which I liked because we tried to have uh, back in the day especially voices from both sides that was always my goal you try to find people that uh, you know fall on both sides politically I really really liked when I could get them on the, the show at the same time famously I did that with Jerry Springer who's a major lefty and then I had Lionel who's uh, definitely a major righty um, and they were debating I loved loved that and I thought that was different uh, because I think most radio shows they pick um, a side and that's it they barely get anyone from the other side on and I always 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 despise that when I watch cable news I despise that when I watch Fox News, I'm like, you know, get some lefties on or get some Democrats on and, and vice versa with the CNN and the MSNBC. But but they stay in their corners for the most part and just trash the other side. And there's never real debate going on. They just have people on that uh, support the agenda of the cable channel. And uh, I've always been against that. But anyway, so I, I had Donald Trump Jr. on. I, I, uh, I didn't agree with a lot of, a lot of the stuff he talked about. But he was good. He uh, he's articulate, and I liked having him on the show. And um, he, me, and him exchanged numbers, and uh, we texted a lot. And uh, he, in a pinch, I could call him or text him, and he would come on and do the show. And um, he invited me many times. I, well, I shouldn't overstate it. He he invited me a few times, I should say, to lunch. Um, where I went fly fishing with Bob Kelly back in the day, let's just put it this way, um, Donald Trump Jr. kind of is in that area. So uh, we had that in common. And he's like, dude, you really got to come up. Let's fish. Uh, I'll take you hunting because he, he's a big hunter. And um, I don't want to get into it now, but that big game hunting drives me fucking insane. But over the years, people explain why that's important. I don't know. I mean, the debate is still out. I would love to talk about that some more. Um, but yeah, man, he, he invited me to, to fish, to hunt, to lunch. He definitely was thinking maybe we could, you know, become friends. I, I never pulled the trigger and did that for whatever reason. There was no reason at the time why I shouldn't have done that. We kept in touch through the campaign. Um, I remember there was an interview on ABC, I think, where, um, the whole Trump family was on and I thought they came across very well. And I remember um, texting Don Jr. saying, wow, that was a really good piece on, on you guys, your family. And then um, right around the time his dad became president, we were still kind of texting or DMing too, to be accurate. That was it. Right around the time his dad became president, um, that was the last time I pretty much talked to, talked to him, I think. There might have been one more time in there very early on, but it's been four years. And I explained to this guy last night on Twitter, as, as well as you can, in one tweet. I said, yo, I, I liked the guy when he came in. I'm not going to now say I didn't like the guy. Back then, I liked him. I liked when he came in. Um, I, I liked what he added to the radio show. And uh, I liked the fact that he was a family man with a shitload of kids. And I said last night, I go, but the, the, the guy I see on TV ranting and raving and, you know, getting in front of all the Trump supporters at the rallies and stuff. I don't know that guy. He, he's very different to me than, than the person I knew when he was coming on the radio show. So this guy was, he thought he got me and I'm like, no man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change this. Is, if you want to know the truth, this is exactly 
the truth of uh, what I what I feel with uh, Donald Trump Jr. The fact is, I haven't talked to him in four years, and I feel like um, you know the person I see on TV. I don't really know that guy. That wasn't the the guy I I kind of knew when he used to come in, you know, come into the show. The funny thing is too, Trump on one of his last phone calls to the radio show, um, he invited us to Trump Towers in New York where he lives. I don't think he's ever going back there, but because uh, I, I think he's only been back like once or twice since he became president. Uh, Trump Towers like down the street from. Um, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Uh, he invited me. He's like, you, you know, you should come up sometime. And I kick myself to this day, even though I'm not a big Trump guy. Certainly not. Uh, I, I kick myself that I didn't that take that opportunity and, and go and check out Trump Tower and, and hang out with, uh, with Trump when he, he extended the uh, invite. I mean, I think it was a... You know, to to go back to trying to be as honest as possible, I think it was a a very thin invite. Meaning, over the years, when when you uh, when you rub elbows with uh, the rich and famous, um, at times they invite you to stuff, um, but they don't really mean it. I think they're just being polite. I've told the story of Quentin Tarantino, where he came in and, <laughs> and we hit it off. I forgot what movie he was promoting. And then he's like, hey, man, next time you're in L.A., you got to come by for movie night. And then he explained, like, I forgot, like every Tuesday or something, they, they do movie night at his house. And they pick unusual movies, like a lot of foreign films and, and films that are really, really good that the average person doesn't really know much about unless you're a film buff. And I'm like, oh, Hateful Eight, thank you. God, I knew, I knew Hate was in the title and Eight, but I couldn't figure out it was Hateful Eight. You got to bear with me. I'm, when I turn this on early in the morning, I'm not even completely awake yet. Um, so he goes, next time you're in L.A., come by for movie night. I would love to have you. I swear to God, this is exactly what he said. And I got all excited, and we were wrapping up and taking pictures. And there's always kind of small talk if we go to commercial break after the celebrities in. And a lot of times, you, it, it, I wish that stuff was on the radio because they, they're really relaxed and just chilling out. I, I remember that Ron Howard was like that. I couldn't believe Ron Howard was in our studio. Um... And after uh, we went to break, the guy just sat there and kept talking and wanted to know about our show more and this and that. And I remember him asking me, how do you guys get along with Howard Stern? And we told him a couple things. And he didn't want to leave. The publicist and his people finally dragged him out like, Ron, you got other shit to do. So anyway, we go to break. Um, we're doing small talk, taking pictures with uh, Quentin Tarantino. He invites us to movie night. And uh, I'm all excited. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm just waiting for the piece of paper. Or do you have your phone, you know, so I can give you my number? <laughs> and it never happens. So him inviting me to movie night was just him being, you know, bullshitting me. <laughs> and then I just kind of watched him walk down the hall from our studio. Going, but, what, but, but, how do I get, but how do I get a hold of you, QT? Hey, QT, this is OP. How do I get a hold of you the next time I'm in L.A.? And I just saw him get smaller and smaller in the distance. And that was the last time I talked to Quentin Tarantino. Out here, they're going into the next phase of the, the vaccine. And I got excited. I had to pick up some uh, stuff at the, uh, the drugstore. And I go, uh, and I heard her on the phone. Like, check the website and all this. I'm like, oh, my God. I go, 
can I get the vaccine? And she goes, you have to be over 75. I'm like, God, when is it our turn? You have to be over 75. But uh, way out here, man, if you're over 75, they're they're uh, giving you the vaccine more or less. Hey, Sarah, you missed uh, Josh Allentown. No kidding. Sarah's a huge Buffalo Bills fan. You missed a... Uh, I, I purposely went on the live stream for you, Sarah. Watched that Bills game, which was such a great football game, by the way. The Colts never went away. And uh, as soon as that game was over, I was so excited. I turned on the live stream, and I thought you would... Well, you were too busy celebrating the win, which is okay. But, uh, God, the Bills look good, man. Winning their first playoff game in, I think, 25 fucking years. And Josh Allen had... One of the best games ever in the playoffs, I think, right? A child of the 80s isn't even close to 75. Yeah, man. I, th I think it just becomes a whole new world when you get that, uh, that vaccine. I, I think there's got to be a way where you can open up the businesses, all of them. Um, but you have to prove that you got the, the vaccine to get things rolling, man. I don't know how you do that, but... Um, but that would be that would be exciting for uh, all the small businesses. But right now, your business would be filled with people that are basically on their last leg or really old. So <laughs> I don't know if that really would help the business. But eventually, when when we all start getting the vaccine, man, oh my God, I'll be walking around like a rock star if I knew I had those two shots in my arm, in my left arm. Show me your papers. <laughs> no kidding. Ixnay on the papers thing, eh? Especially after everything that happened in the last week. Restaurants with lots of soft food will be the only places. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're just getting started, but I want to talk about Manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPOPIE to get 20% off. Happy New Year's from our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and it's here to help you have clean balls in the new year, ring in the new year, with the right tools for the job. Thanks to Manscaped.com, promo code OPOPIE to get 20% off. I shave everything, and I smell good everywhere. Too much information? All right. Happy 2021. Spoiler alert. Hairy nuts are still gross. Step into the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you a New Year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep. The perfect package 3.0 is the below the waist grooming package you need to start off strong this year. Inside the perfect package, you'll find their lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Look, you put deodorant on your armpits. Why not on your balls? That's the smelliest part of your body, you animal. Oh, they also got the Manscaped new refined cologne. Really, really nice. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And talk about comfort. The Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your underwear game to the next level. Bring sexy back in 2021. For real, Manscaped has a lot of stuff. 
And I think any man in your life would love this as a gift. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Once again, 20% off, free shipping with the code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E. New year, new balls. Opie, you're not a Buffalo fan. Laughing my ass off. Oh, shut up, dude. I lived there for 12 years. I have followed Buffalo forever since I went to college in western New York. I lived in Geneseo. I lived in Rochester. I lived in Buffalo. They're always a part of my heart. Look at all the hearts and the thumbs up for the Buffalo Bills. I texted uh, all afternoon long with my good friend Buzzy, my old roommate. We, uh, I don't know, we lived in probably close to 10 places together. He's a massive Buffalo Bills fan. I am certainly a Bills fan. Uh, season ticket holder for many years when I was up there. Cheap seats, but we got the tickets. Um, yes, also kind of a Jets fan. And yes, I took a peek at the Patriots, absolutely. But uh, I can honestly say, I said it on my podcast, that uh, I've only followed the Bills this past year and for most of last year too man it kind of uh creeped me out when they said that josh allen was born in 1996 though (laughs) oh my god i left buffalo uh i don't know about six years before josh allen was born am i a hardcore bills fan Uh, probably not but i'm absolutely uh taking more than a peek these days so, Allen, yes, he had a hell of a game, man. Colts wouldn't give up. There was going to be no Hail Mary this time around, bitches. There was a lot of lucky fans that uh, got to see the game. I hope it's worth getting COVID because it's kind of creepy. They, they let a bunch of fans in, and then they all crowded together to get the good seats. Supposedly, I think uh, Buzzy was telling me there were, uh, I think, 200 people that had tickets for the game. And then they tested positive for uh, the coronavirus, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday. So they were not allowed. Hey, Butters. Uh, They were not allowed to uh, go to the game. That, my friends, is a bummer. Warren Moon got robbed. (laughs) Dude, I... I'm laughing, and and Max, help me out. So Warren Moon was the quarterback for the Houston Oilers, right? For the biggest comeback in NFL history with Frank Reich. A lot of people get that uh, uh, wrong. They think the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL with the Bills was with Jim Kelly, a quarterback. But the fact is, Kelly was hurt, and Frank Reich came into the game or played that game. And uh, in the end, biggest comeback in NFL history. And Warren Moon was the quarterback, right? If so, bravo on the reference. Okay, (laughs) you just made me laugh for real. (laughs) I remember watching that game. So I lived in Buffalo for all those Super Bowls, um, except for the last one, I think. I left Buffalo. I was working at WBAB on Long Island, living in Huntington. I had the TV on, and I couldn't cheer as Frank Reich is bringing uh, the Bills back that day. Because I pulled out my back so bad 
that I couldn't move without excruciating pain. So I remember sitting there watching one of the most amazing, no, the biggest comeback in NFL history, and I couldn't fucking move to cheer uh, like everybody else and jump up and down. And I remember I was watching um, the game with some people, some friends, and they're all losing their minds, and I'm I'm sitting there like, like uh, Christopher Reeve. You gave away Super Bowl tickets at BCN for to Sappho, did I? He never told me that. Is that the truth? I remember we gave away a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. That's when we were in syndication and went back to uh, Boston. But we had a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. We had a uh, Boston. Well, it was similar to the Baby Bird, Chris. But uh, this was another disgusting bit we did where we had a Boston clam chowder eating contest up there in uh, Boston. I believe it was for a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. Um, this goes way, way back when Kate Hudson was hanging out in the studio with us drinking uh, Budweiser's. I'll never forget that day. I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. It was Chris Robinson came in. He had a show. I'm not sure if it was the Black Crows at that point. It might have been Chris doing his solo stuff. He brings in Kate Hudson. And next thing you know, they decide to hang out. And we're drinking beers. And Kate Hudson goes, uh, hey, boys, I would like one of those. And we all almost killed each other to to try to be the one that gave kate hudson a budweiser that's another true story and i remember that um oh god these guys were puking back into the clam chowder and they continued to eat the clam ch oh my god god damn it and the puking got absolutely out of control I need to find audio of that because I I want to remember some of the details of that bit because that was one of the most disgusting fucking bits we ever did. And we did a lot of disgusting ones. How you almost got raped, uh, George. I think I told that story on the podcast, didn't I? In Buffalo? There was a, a little local uh, rapist that they were trying to find. And uh, I, I lived in this uh, this building that was kind of nice. They always had the front door locked because it was in a really bad neighborhood. It was on North Pearl Street off Allen Street in Buffalo, if you want to look it up. And then I lived on, I think, I'm trying to remember, like the third floor, I think, all the way in the back. And the lights went out in the hallway and they just never replaced them. And I, I decided to not replace them either. So every time I would come home from the bars late at night and stuff, it was so creepy walking down this dark hallway to my apartment. Anyway, I uh, because I, I worked overnights, I took a lot of fucking naps in the afternoon and I always kept my door unlocked for whatever reason I don't know why and I would put my keys and wallet on like um some shelving that I got from like Ikea so you entered my apartment right to the right was these just industrial shelves where I put my shit and went in the back room very tiny apartment so when I say the back room um yeah it wasn't much of a walk and I fell asleep and I had really long hair, which I have now, Jesus. Had really long hair back then, and I'm snoozing away, and I wake up because there's a uh, a gentleman, let's just say, with a hoodie pulled down tight around his head, and he's about two inches from my face. And I, uh, I woke up because I felt that presence, and... I was really scared immediately because I knew this was no bueno. I didn't make any moves because I didn't know what the fuck he was going to do. Um, and I was still really half asleep. 
And the only thing I could muster up was, what are you doing here? He, at that point, jumped to his feet and ran out of my apartment without taking anything, including my wallet, which was right there for the taking. So I jumped up. I didn't see my wallet or keys at first, so I'm like, oh my God, he's got my wallet and my keys and he's gonna, you know, steal my car. I ran out of the building to see him running down the fucking street. And long story short, um, a lot of people are convinced that was the rapist. And the reason why he didn't want to, the reason why he didn't take anything from my apartment, he wasn't there to take anything. Well, he, he was there to take my virginity. <laughs> Um, because he had all the time in the world while I was sleeping to kind of snoop around my apartment and try to, you know, my, at least grab my wallet. Jesus, it was out in the open. But his intentions were, uh, were not pure, my friends. So a lot of people are convinced that, uh, do you own a gun? I own a shotgun. That's good enough. Uh, you might hear my dog bark. The neighbor's dog is uh, going for a walk. And my dog is um, trying to have sex with it. And it's really annoying for everybody. Because uh, my neighbor's dog is like... I want to say like 14 years old. It's like... It's days away from having one of those wheelchair -y things. For its back legs. And that's not st stopping my young dog from trying to have sex with it. <laughs> He's an animal, man. I told you. <laughs> I told you. Right on cue. Right on cue, man. He, he wants that dog so bad. A May to December doggy romance, Becky. <laughs> Jesus, Becky. <laughs> I think I would throw up if I see them. These two dogs have sex. Is the lipstick out? We only saw the lipstick a couple times. I told you, though, um, you know, the ball's dropping. My God, that surprised uh, all of us. We were sitting on the couch one night, and the dog was on the couch with us, and he was laying in such a way. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I honestly thought he blew out his ass. And it turns out, like, his balls dropped, and none of us, you know, none of us knew it. I'm just exhausted by politics. I'm exhausted by Trump. I'm exhausted by Washington in general. Everyone played their part perfectly yesterday. The media was incredibly outraged. Oh my God, this is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this in my life. As they're going ka-ching, 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 ka-ching behind closed doors. Came out that uh, all the cable networks had pretty much their higher, highest ratings in years because of uh, that violence down there in Washington. Ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. So they played their parts perfectly. And then you have every politician, you know what they should do? They need to throw him out of office. They need... Everyone just plays that part, knowing that not much could possibly happen between now and January 20th. Although they're saying they're going to move forward with impeachment. We'll see. But another thing I told you, uh, when the Republican Party found it safe, which they now find it safe, now they're eating Trump alive one by one. I told you that would happen. They were scared of Trump and they were just waiting for their, their shot 
they were waiting for the weakness. The weakness is here. And so now all these brave, brave men and women down in Washington are now going to tell you what they think of Trump. Woo! Are they brave? So, uh, but everyone's just babbling in Washington. And then, then Trump releases that video yesterday, which was all complete bullshit. We all know that. Especially if you listen to the old Opie and Anthony show, we used to tell you about uh, the fake apology. I tweeted uh, improperly. I, I meant to say fake statement. But what Trump did la last night was just fake. Just trying to save his ass. I've been in that position many times with my uh, insane radio show. And the bosses would come to you with a written statement. And they're like, read this right when you start your show today. And I would look at him and go, I ain't reading this. These are your words. You read this or you're fired. And then I would go, okay, sir. You know, we wanted to be rebels. And I think in general, the Opie and Anthony show, we were very rebellious. But, uh, you know, there were times we were a bit scared. When they pay you a lot of money, then you start getting a little scared. That's why we were completely out of control in Boston, by the way. There was nothing to be scared of. We weren't making any money. And we knew we were damn good, so it was so easy. He did his part yesterday. Blah, 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 blah. It sounded like he, he got a talking to behind closed doors. You know, if you don't do anything and say anything, blah, 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 you're exposed. You're legally exposed here, Mr. President. You're legally exposed. They could possibly arrest you for this. So he goes, well, I don't want that. Who's going to write my speech? And then they write the speech. He actually uh, read it pretty good. I don't know. I guess some people buy into it, but most don't. And then the stupid media. Oh, my God. This is a different tone. If I have to hear the word tone again, you know, this is a different tone from the president. He has changed his tone. <laughs> has he? Uh, no, I know I'm spot on because I, I don't believe in one party over the other, so I can speak the truth. It's easier to speak the truth when you're not uh, living and dying for one uh, political party. My God, man. Another night where uh, I was dreaming about Carl. I don't know. You know these dumb dreams. They say you only remember a dream because you're kind of uh, awake in the middle of the night or something like that. And you dream... Uh, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of different dreams a night. What, what's the stats? I don't believe that, that you have a million dreams. But last night I was dreaming about Carl a lot. Maybe it was just for a second. I don't know how the human brain works. As I'm trying to calculate it the next day, I would say I was dreaming about Carl for a couple hours straight last night. Could you imagine that someone could pull me aside and go, well, actually, that dream was a nanosecond. You see, your brain is... Oh, my goodness. I don't want to know. Uh, ah, do I admit this? Do I admit this again? Um, my, my Carl dream uh, woke me up because I was crying. Okay, anyway, how's everyone doing? Started to think that motherfucker meant a lot to me in my life. How does a guy come around later in your life and mean that much to you? I don't get it.
He was just a special person, that Carl Ruiz. Did he say boo as I'm crying? <laughs> it wasn't like I was sobbing, but I definitely, uh, I definitely woke up because I had moisture. I'm like, what is going on? What is, what is going on? Are you losing your... Uh, which one is for the guy? Testosterone? Do I need to take pills for that now? To guarantee I'm still a man! What is it? Estrogen is the women's... Testosterone is the men's, right? Yeah, Carl meant a lot to many of us. Princess Pia, what's up? You know. Yep. He sure did. He sure did. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs>